We don't always have time to listen to a whole podcast. Healing for Healers Shorts are a way to check in with yourself and an opportunity to listen to a snippet of something to give you food for thought. I hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm currently reading the audiobooks of Awakening, Transformation and Expansion, just to get them up there for posterity. I'm actually enjoying doing it, and I'm into transformation now. Awakening is there and now available on Audible if you wanted to give it a go. What was really interesting for me today is in chapter 10, which is where I am, just 42 chapters, it's a very large book. Anyway, in chapter 10, several people had highlighted part of the chapter. I got a kick out of seeing that. It's really nice when people read your books. But I clicked on it and I tried to understand why were they highlighting this particular part of this particular chapter. And as I continued to read, I realized that it was a client session that Marissa, the main character, was having with Cedric. And Cedric had lost his mother and he was grieving. So the entire session was about how to grieve. It's really nice to know that my book Transformation has so many snippets and bits of client sessions in there and that people are already finding it useful for their personal healing process. I mean, that's why I wrote it in one sense, as well as wanting to tell a fabulous story with interesting characters and explain some of the spiritual truths behind energy healing, shamanism, and of course to teach some psychotherapeutic methods as well. It's all in the books. But anyway, what I thought I'd do for this short is share the session that Marissa has with Cedric from Transformation Chapter 10, just to give you an idea, first of all, of the type of stuff that's in the books. But second of all, seeing as people have already highlighted this, it might be useful for you to listen to it too. So I hope you enjoy, and maybe you'll take some useful tips from Marissa while you're at it. Cedric was a tall, thin man with short blonde hair, wearing a dark blue sweater. He seemed a little nervous. He had no coat with him, so perhaps he was just shivering from the cold. I'm not going to assume anything. Hi, is this the right place, he asked. I'm supposed to see someone called Marissa. I think that's her name. Yes, that's me. Come in. Cedric, is it? Marissa smiled in welcome. He nodded. She walked him through the long hallway and up the stairs, down the corridor and into her room. Here we are, room three. This is where we'll have our sessions. Next time I'll just buzz you in, and you can find your way up here yourself. Now, please, have a seat, she said, with what she hoped was a reassuring tone, gesturing to the free chair. Nice to meet you. This is our first of six sessions. Everything we say in here is confidential, unless I have cause to believe that you will harm yourself, or someone else, in which case I'll need to report it to my supervisor. Cedric nodded again. So how can I help, asked Marissa. Cedric shifted in his chair, crossing and uncrossing long spindly legs. Marissa waited patiently, not pushing through the silence. After about five minutes, he began to speak in a soft voice. My mother died. It was very sudden, about three months ago. I'm still having trouble coming to terms with it. My doctor said I should go see a counsellor, so I'm here. I've not got much spare cash. The funeral cost me most of my savings. 
I'm sorry for your loss, said Marissa, wondering if it was appropriate to say that. Thank you. She wasn't even sick. Mom, I mean. Well, we didn't think she was sick anyway. It was a heart attack. Seemed to come out of nowhere. Cedric was silent again. Marissa waited for him to continue, but this time the silence went on for longer, and Marissa felt that it would be wrong to interrupt it. Cedric looked down at his feet, and Marissa held him in her gaze. She could feel the room getting heavy. There was a splash. A tear had fallen from Cedric's eye onto his shoe. Marissa reached over for the tissues and handed them to him. He took one gratefully, blew his nose and looked up at her. I just don't know when they will come. The tears, I mean, he blew his nose again. Marissa waited for a moment before replying. That's okay. Just feel whatever it is that you're feeling. This is your space to talk, or not to talk. Whatever you want, it's up to you. I wish I could control it better, Cedric admitted. That's really why I'm here. Sometimes at work. I'm back at work now. I just cry, for no reason. Well, obviously there is a reason, but there doesn't seem to be a reason at the time. Marissa waited again before responding. I understand, she said. You're saying that there seems to be no particular trigger that sets off your tears. Yes, exactly. Cedric looked around the room and then put the tissue on the table. Is there a bin anywhere? Marissa got up and brought the waste paper basket over. Cedric put his used tissue in it and took a new one. Thanks. Marissa sat down. No problem. So yeah, I'm here because I don't want to cry over nothing. Marissa took a breath. I don't think it's nothing. You are grieving. You must have loved your mother very much. Cedric started to cry again, this time more profusely. After a while, he gathered himself and spoke once more. I'm a grown man, for God's sake. I shouldn't be crying like this. Who told you that? Cedric looked at Marissa. What do you mean? Well, who told you that you shouldn't be crying? He thought for a moment. I don't know exactly. I suppose it's an idea that I have. Take a moment, said Marissa, and really think about it. Cedric looked off in the distance for a while, and then his eyes settled back on Marissa. Okay, I think I remember. I was about eight years old. I was playing football and I missed the goal and I started to cry. My dad told me to stop. Boys don't cry, he said. Well, Dad, I'm not a boy now, I'm a man, and I can't stop crying. Yes, you are. You're a sensitive man who has just lost his mother, whom he loved very much. Can you give yourself a break? A break? How? Cedric said this with a sniff, wiping his eyes once more. Well, for me, as a therapist, seeing a grown man cry is not an unusual thing. Okay, I've actually not seen very many, if any, but he doesn't know that. And I think it's much healthier for you to express your grief than to hold it back. It's your body letting go of emotion. Give myself a break. Cedric shrugged his shoulders and sat back in the chair, relaxing slightly. I suppose it's hard enough feeling this sad, let alone trying to control it. Yes, it can be very tiring when you're holding back emotion. Maybe it's too big for you to hold it all back all the time. Maybe it's during the moments when you're focused on something else, using your energy on something else, that it breaks through, like a dam bursting. Cedric reached for another tissue. Yes, okay, it sounds like it could be that. He wiped his face, 
crumpled the tissue in his hands and looked a little brighter. I really thought there was something wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you, said Marissa in a reassuring tone. I am wondering, though, do you give yourself time to cry when you're alone? He thought about it. No, not really. So, if your grief builds up every day, and you're focused on not feeling it, or holding it back, it's still going to build up. What if you allowed yourself to feel it, so it didn't build up as much? That sounds awful. I really don't want to feel it. Yes, I know it's difficult, but you don't want the dam to burst. It might be better if you can vent the pressure behind it when you feel safe to do so, instead of waiting for an explosion. Cedric thought about this. Well, I suppose I could try it. But how do I do it? I suppose you just make a space for yourself and let yourself feel sad. Are you sure this is normal? Yes, totally sure. Grief happens in different ways to different people. This is how you're experiencing grief right now. It could be different next week. Or if something new was to happen, say in a few years' time, you could feel it differently then. I think if you see this as your grief experience for the loss of your mother, it might be easier for you to let yourself feel it. And they do say that if you hold back a feeling, it can make you sick. Okay, said Cedric, I'll try it. But what do I have to do again? Well, you can't push it or force it, but you could take some time every day to sit with the grief, to allow yourself to feel sad. You might cry, and it might be uncomfortable. But you could imagine the pressure inside of you is releasing, so the dam's not liable to burst as often. I mean, it doesn't mean you won't cry when you don't want to be seen to cry, but you might not cry as often. I suppose you'll have to try it to find out if it works. Cedric had gone through three more tissues while Marissa was talking, but he seemed in better spirits. Thank you so much. It's really helpful to be able to talk about it without having to mind you. I mean, every time I talk about it, the person I talk to gets upset for me, and then I get upset because they're upset. You don't know me. This is your job. You're supposed to listen to me and you're okay with me being sad. It's strange, isn't it? So many people don't like feeling sad, or being around people who are sad. Totally. Totally. Sadness is just as valid an emotion as happiness is, but people have a problem with it because it isn't pleasant to experience. The first thing most people want to do is turn it off. Like your dad saying, boys don't cry. But they do cry. And if we were allowed to feel our feelings, they wouldn't build up and make us ill. And we all feel sad from time to time. And you are grieving, Cedric. Grief is a massive sadness. It's not a small thing. If you get to know yourself a little better and learn how you grieve, find out what you need while you're grieving, then you can manage it better. Thanks, Marissa. This has really helped. When Cedric left, Marissa lit some sage that she found in her handbag and let the smoke fill the room. It seemed to lift some of the sadness that Cedric left behind him. Awakening, transformation and expansion are available as paperbacks and as e-books on all good online bookshops now. Awakening is also available as an audiobook from audible.com 
and keep your eyes out for transformation and expansion as I'm working on those this year and hope to get them up soon. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this short and I'll see you on the next one.